0: Good morning. So today is a feast day, right? You might notice at the top of your bulletin it said that it says that this is the feast of All Saints. It's a principal feast in the Episcopal Church. That means it's a big deal. The other principal feasts that we have are Easter, of course. Ascension Day, the day that Jesus ascended into heaven, Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came upon the people, Trinity Sunday, where we might try to unpack the mystery of the threefold nature of God, All Saints Day today, Christmas, of course, birth of Jesus, and Epiphany, when... The wise people came from the East and recognized and adored the baby Jesus. And, you know, as I was thinking about these principal feasts, there are others, but these are the big ones, um, it, it occurred to me that this is the only feast today we have that commemorates people, right? Because... The rest of the feast days are either things, uh, events from the life of Jesus, or maybe trying to unpack the mystery of God a little bit. But this day is about people, about the holy people of God, who, in my opinion, means everybody. Y'all, too. And I love that this feast day, this All Saints Day, happens right when it does in in the calendar year, in the seasonal year. It happens late fall, early winter, around here, I guess, early winter, um, at at a time when we're in between seasons, right? It's this sort of liminal time, this time when we've given up that all too short summer and let go of that and we're getting ready for the winter to come we're putting on our snow tires maybe if there's room for you at big O if you haven't done it already we're putting away our hiking boots and our backpacks and our fishing rods we're tuning up our skis and getting ready for the winter that isn't quite here yet either it's this it's this really kind of cool and maybe a little uncomfortable in between time in the seasons and i and i think that that's a beautiful time this is a beautiful time for us to recognize the saints Do you know this word syncretism? Of course you don't. You're not a bunch of church nerds. (laughs) And you're probably a little bit irritated when one of us gets up here and throws these out at you and goes, yeah, surely you know what this means. But you do know what it means. Syncretism is when two cultures or two religions rub up against one another because they're proximate to one another, they're in the same place, they rub up against one another and they intermingle in a beautiful way. Nothing is lost, things are blended. And you know what this means because we live in a country that is syncretic, right? We live in a country that is full of immigrants, full of people from different cultures, who are blended together, and we rub off on each other. Whether we intend to or not, whether we like to or not, our culture, America, is syncretic. It's kind of a great gumbo that we live in, right? Since this is a feast day, I'm not going to call it a melting pot, which is what we usually call I'm going to call it a gumbo pot, which is from the Creole, by the way, which is another little instance of syncretism. It's foreign words that have entered our common American language. So, so the reason that I bring this syncretism, this idea of syncretism up, is that the reason that All Saints Day falls when it does, this time of year is because as, as the Christian church started moving out into Europe, Northern Europe in particular, and the British Isles, the, the Christians rubbed up against the culture of the time, which was a Celtic and Germanic culture for the most part, and there was, there was this wonderful celebration going on in the late fall, which was a celebration of the harvest. And I want to get this word right. It was called Shawan. They built huge bonfires. They celebrated the fact that the harvest was in, and they were going to survive another winter, right? And if we were a little closer to our agrarian roots, this, this time of year might mean a little more to us I mean, sure, we bring pumpkins in the house and decorate with corn and and other harvest foods. But in general, the harvest happens for us all year long. We just go to Albertsons or Smith's or Whole Foods, and there it is, right? There it is right there in front of us, the harvest. So it might be a good thing to kind of remember this next time we go grocery shopping, and be thankful for the abundance of food, the fruits of the earth that sustain us, without which we wouldn't survive this winter. But we're not close to our agrarian roots. But these are, these are remnants of, of old traditions that have now sort of melded with ours. So when the Christians in the British Isles and Northern Europe decided that this was a good time of year to memorialize our saints. It matched with a, with a holiday that was already in place. It kind of matched the, the feel of the season and the feel of this time of year, which is, according to the Celts anyway, a thin place. A place where the veil between this world and the next world is thin, and fortunate people can pass through that veil from one direction to another. So it kind of made sense. Pope something or other in the in the ninth century uh, declared that this was the day. Not this. November 1st was the day that we would commemorate all saints. Then we decided that we would, on November 2nd, commemorate all souls. All Saints Day was set aside for those capital S saints, right? St. John, St. Stephen, St. so-and-so, the ones whom are venerated, probably more so by our Roman Catholic sisters and brothers than than us, but the the, the big-name saints, the capital S saints, All Souls Day was created to honor the small s saints. That's you and me. In particular, that is the people whom have died. The people who we love and are no longer with us are commemorated today. It's a great, so I sort of look at that as maybe the Irish stew side of the gumbo pot, right? Remember, we're rubbing cultures together here. So, we don't, as Episcopalians, we don't lean into veneration of the Saints a lot, all, the, the capital S Saints a lot. Um, and that's okay. I mean, they're still important to us, right? But we do tend to lean in to All Souls Day. Those, the day which is commemorated here in this ofrenda, this Latin American, primarily Mexican, But Latin American display of people who were dear to us who are no longer with us. People who we love and miss and want to remember, don't want to let their memory just escape us. It's beautiful, it's colorful. It's I don't know. Is it a little macabre maybe? This is La Catrina and she's beautiful, right? And there's some skulls. So maybe this could be read as slightly macabre, but it's it's not. It's not morbid. This is not a celebration of death. This is a celebration of life. And not life in the abstract but very specific human lives who have touched very specific human people and it is a beautiful thing there's fruit here there's some hot sauce there's a jarritos strawberry some beans Anyway, you should all come up here and look at this. Not now, but after church. You should all come up here and look about it. Look at it. And, you know, when I look at these pictures of loved ones, I think that the most joyful thing, the thing that we have that we can celebrate, is that we get the gift of living our lives with people who we love beyond measure and people who have loved us. And it's kind of the great mystery of life, isn't it? Everyone, everyone who we love will someday die. But as long as we are alive... Their memories don't have to die. And our tradition, we believe that those who have gone before us are now in the hands of a loving God. It's a bittersweet thing, isn't it? If we didn't love these people so much, their absence wouldn't hurt us so much. but they're still with us in a very real way. The book of Hebrews and the book of our book of common prayer talks about the saints who have died as being a great cloud of witnesses, that we're, we're surrounded and supported by a great cloud of witnesses, which is a beautiful image, if it works for you, Go with it. Personally, every time I hear that, I think of a cloud of mosquitoes or gnats, but that's just me, probably. But it's a beautiful image to be, to be within a cloud of all those who have gone before us. Personally, I like to think of us, humanity, we, as an old growth forest some lichen and moss on the ground, some saplings just swaying in the breeze, reaching for the sky, reaching for the sun, some stately dug fir and lodgepole pines standing strong and tall, and some that have toppled over and are now enriching our soil, giving us nutrients and strength to grow. We're all in this together. We're all connected, even those of us who have died. And I love the words that come from our burial-of-the-dead service, and I want to get them right. At our burial of the dead, we say, and this describes so well the mystery and the bittersweet nature of this life that we live. We say, even at the grave, we make our song, Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. So have a feast today. Go home and cook whatever it is that brings you joy that you can celebrate with, or have communion and Have a feast of sacrifice and thanksgiving. And if your heart is broken because someone you love is no longer with you today, have a feast of tears today. Because there's nothing wrong with weeping at our loss. But most importantly, since it's a festival day, live fully into this day. I'm sure that if the dead want anything for us, it's that we live fully into the life that we have. Even at the grave, hallelujah. Even at the grave. Amen.